boom. Live. We are. We're live. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the latest episode of the Heat Locker. Today, we have Oliver Tarza here with us. He is the man. He's uh, most of you probably, if you're in the jiu-jitsu scene, you already know who Oliver Tarza is, but um, very happy to have you here today, mate. Thanks for coming. Very happy to be here. Between sessions. We are between sessions. You beat the fuck out of me this morning. Nah, I don't yeah. know, man. I stole the fuck out of you. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, yeah, I've got fantastic training with you, so um, thank you for training with me, and thanks for coming here today. Dude, yeah, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. Let's have a chat. Hopefully, we can... Um, get everything out before the next session starts Danaher will be waiting for us for sure for sure man for sure Danaher usually gives us a couple of extra minutes here and there yeah I love it man like especially on Friday if he comes in a bit late does he yeah it's it's nice like usually on the schedule it's a 7.30 right mm-hmm. on the schedule yeah 7.30 it's like 8 o'clock start really but then it's 7.35 yeah. and then 7.40 yeah but I like it like that man yeah I don't mind because you, you wake up you're beat up man Oh, from all the training tell me about it and I've only been doing it for two weeks you guys are doing it every day yeah 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 so and I want to um, that brings us to what we were talking about man well it does I want to get into that in a moment <laughs> I, I first of all want to get everyone up to date with you so a lot of guys know you through the competition scene but I kind of wanted to go back to the beginning like how did it how did it start well because you're mm-hmm. from Montreal are you from Montreal initially or? originally I'm Lebanese Right, so from you're Lebanon, a, Middle you're East. A, you're a Canadian, or you're born in Lebanon? Born in Lebanon. Okay, L- grew up in Saudi Arabia. That's where my 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 really? parents, yeah, parents worked. My dad worked there. And then they got out of there and went to uh, and Canada. And then we went out because it was it wasn't that much opportunity for like education or just getting out and about. We lived in compounds, so it was like we were. It's like you're un- isolated from the real what the actual country okay. is like. All right. So yeah, you guys yeah. had a like a more safe environment. Yeah, and then it's like, like now I have zero Saudi friends, or I don't know anybody that's Saudi. Everybody I grew up around was like either European, a lot of Europeans, Dutch, British, right. heavy like British influence. So we had like uh, TV. Right. It was like British channels, ah. like Super Sport. So we watched the Premier League. You were brought up as a white boy. Man, a lot of Indians, so we had a lot of cricket. Yeah, Filipinos, okay. Chinese. Basically Australia, mate. Let's go. Yeah. You guys have cricket in Australia? We, uh, cricket's very big in Australia. Really? Very big. Like A common... Uh, huge. A common country. Yeah, yeah, like uh, much more popular than baseball, anything like that. Yeah, crickets. Yeah, yeah. Crickets, sick. Um, cricket's very popular in Australia. Um, yeah. Indi- Indians love it. Australians love it. That's sick. So, yeah, after that, at uh, 13, moved to Montreal. Then, uh, me and the whole time I was doing a lot of sports growing up. It was a compound, so we, it was like a small, very small village with everything. So we had like tennis, soccer, played a lot of soccer, mostly soccer, basketball, yep. racket sports, swimming, everything, you know, growing so up. So very Western influence in that. Very, very heavy, yeah, yeah, very, mm. very. And then on weekends, we'd go to Bahrain. So we lived on like the Bahrain. East- I know Bahrain because the F1 goes to Bahrain, don't they? Yeah. Is it, now, correct me if I'm wrong, I want to say Bahrain was the first place where they kind of started finding oil. Is that right? I'm not sure, man. Is that right? I think that's what it was known for. It's a very rich area, right? Pretty wealthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was sick. We'd go down there because it's very uh, very strict in Saudi Arabia, especially mm. where we were. Like, uh, it was on the uh, east 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 side of Saudi Arabia, so, like, right at the border, mm-hmm. close to the water. So, we'd drive, like, an hour across a bridge, and then you're in Bahrain. So, it's not as strict. So, you'd have, like, country clubs yeah you have movie theaters 
then women have a little bit more rights there. Like uh, some women can drive. Women can drive. They don't have to wear like Mate, I don't hijab. Know a, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Mm, I don't know, man. Have you seen my wife drive? I don't the know. Top, the wheels are covered in scratches down the side. <laughs> I, don't know I don't know if it's a good thing. Yeah, man. I mean, most of the times when I almost crash, it's. <laughs> Anyways, there's gonna be chicks listening. Going, fuck you, fuck this guy. Yeah. Only joking. Listen, I mean, I'm I'm not the best driver either, so boom, could be my fault sometimes. You probably don't do much driving, do you? Dude, in New York, I've been in a car like twice. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it just doesn't seem to be the way to get around, does it? Not here, not here. If I was staying in Jersey, then yeah, we'd be in a car mm-hmm. for a while. Man. When we stayed, when I stayed in in Jersey. Like it take like an hour to drive up and down, which yeah. is which is like yeah. not that bad, but it's that's still, what Nikki does, right? He comes yeah. from there. But Nikki's smart, man. Nikki skips traffic, mm-hmm. so he'll like leave at the right time, mm-hmm. and then he'll leave the house at the right time. So like kind of skipping traffic. Yeah. But when we used to do it with Gordon and Gary, and like let's say they just sit in that. <laughs> yeah, because they gotta come and pick us up. They gotta pick the other one up. They gotta stop for gas, get something to eat, and yeah, then yeah, next yeah. thing you know, we're on that traffic sitting stiff we get right in time for rolling and then yeah you go from sitting to rolling hard oh, and you saw man. how the rolling is no 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 no, no, no that's thanks not good. that's why now i'm like staying close yeah, to the city with that's like smart. warming up and everything yeah so yeah saudi arabia was good 13 came down still playing soccer it was a little more um there's a little more things to do in montreal you know you could take the bus you can take the subway mm-hmm. you have malls you can just commute and go anywhere. So yeah, I have more, a lot more freedom to go around. And Montreal is a beautiful place. Sick, says, sick yeah. especially in summer. Yeah, I mean, winter is nice too. But it's, it's rough in winter, but it's really, cold, yeah. it can get really cold. Yeah, get really cold. Snow. Game so. of Thrones top shit, hey. Never watched Game of Thrones. What? Not a single man. episode. I'm happy it's over, You man. might be the only guy that has not watched <laughs> <laughs> No, man. Actually, Craig never watched a single episode. Craig too. Jones? Yeah, I was talking yeah, to him. Yeah, fuck that guy. He's, he's a horrible person. Yeah, dude. We, we're both very horrible. I'm, <laughs> we're so happy it's over. I have to hear about it ever again. What's, you, is it now just a matter of pride that you're not going to watch it? You're going to fuck it just because everyone talks about it so much? I don't know, man. I just never, I never uh, like Got watched into it. it. And I, don't, I just kept hearing about, is it that good? Is it actually that good? It's... Yeah, so I, I'm not um, into hyperbole too much. I'm not going to overhype something that's not. It's really good. It's the best uh, TV show slash movie ever, I think. Sick. Yeah, it's if you ever have spare time and you like, I mean, when you needed something to dedicate to it, yeah. If I get like a staff infection, or yeah, something. man. If you get a staff, yeah, <laughs> not if when you get a staff infection because uh, training. I'll ends, skip a couple of showers here and there. Skip a shower for five minutes, man. Those mats. Anyway, um, so you moved to Montreal at thirteen, right? And yeah. went into high school, I suppose. There. Yeah, high yeah. school. It was nice, you know. Jeez, you... that. So because you come from a more western compound, as you said, it kind of wouldn't have been too dramatic the change. Yeah, uh, it was. It was because um, it's uh, different. Oh, they speak French? Yeah, French, English. It's just a different um even even though it was westernized, I don't know, man. It was it was very different like especially with like girls for example. Yeah. Like couples, you didn't have that a lot in Saudi Arabia, right? Mm. Not a lot of like holding hands, like yeah. couples making out like shit like that. So I saw that I was like And Canada's very progressive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then um I don't know, it was a bit adaptation at first, but then it was great, man. Loved it. Mm. Loved it. Then I played then I finished school there. It was like a French French system, private school. So did you have to learn? You turned up speaking just English and had to learn French? No, I, I grew up speaking all three. Because the, in the oh. compound, most of my friends were English speaking and I went to French school in oh. Saudi Arabia. Oh, right. And then so my, my parents would speak to me Arabic, so I had all three. Jesus. Trilingual, not bilingual, trilingual. Yeah, man. 
Lots. Yeah, but like you know, I was telling you, like, when you're growing up and learning it, it's not as hard as as if like you you're already grown up and now you have to learn and mm-hmm. understand everything, kind of yeah. like jujitsu, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it. It's a very interesting thing you were saying. You know, I've mm-hmm. always thought, you know, I was saying you how just because someone starts at young doesn't mean they're going to be good. How much are they really remembering? But there's mm-hmm. a lot of it just kind of just soaks in like a sponge sitting there, yeah. even that they don't realize. So yeah, yeah. It's like I said, like last week, man. I was sitting talking to people in a hostel, and then they were telling me. Ah, fr- French is like I don't know if it's harder or easy. I can't tell because I've been speaking it the whole time. Mm. So this person's like, "Oh, it's so complicated for you guys to say eighty. It's like four times 20 but Then when I think about, it, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's true," but I never thought about it that way. So same mm. thing with with the jujitsu, you know? Yeah. Like you, you can think of something. Yeah, it makes sense, but yeah, when you start later, you're like thinking about it more. But I think it has an advantage if you're if you're gonna teach, if mm-hmm. you're gonna mm-hmm. translate that to somebody. Who's a beginner? Who's older? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. somebody who learned it when they were young, as opposed to learning it later. Well, then you can you can explain it the way you kind of processed it. So mm. it has its, its, its advantages. Yeah, of course. You know what I it's, mean. It's tricky, and it's tricky teaching kids. Do you ever teach? Uh, have you tried teaching kids before? Kids, no. But like white belts, when I was uh, as yep. I was going through surgery mm-hmm. uh, rehab, I mean after yep. surgery, yeah, man, it's different. It's different. It's different. It's different. Yeah. Also, like teaching seminars as opposed to teaching like mm. just everyday classes is so different yeah instead of teaching your your best moves you gotta kind of see hey this guy doesn't need yeah. really this, this right. guy doesn't really gonna do that so yeah you turn up and you're gonna go i'm gonna show this progression of uh leg locking for instance and mm-hmm. then after one rep you realize half the room doesn't even know what a heel hook is and yeah. you have to rewind wait a sec i'm gonna have to re- recalibrate what i was yeah yeah yeah, yeah the, that's the assume thing. knowledge yeah the assume knowledge is probably the word Dude, hundred mm. percent. You take for you take for granted. Ah, oh, they know that because you know it so well. But mm-hmm. it's not the case. So the more you do it, I feel the more you do it with teaching, the the better you get at it. And then uh, it's also watching people teach. I find it's nice. You know, like surprisingly, the guys at Henzo's. Like I've been watching Igor teach, Gregor, all these guys. They're really good at teaching beginners, man. I agree. They keep it Sorry, super yesterday. simple, and mm-hmm. then it's like they're not teaching something. Uh, based on the fact that oh they already know this or they no no mm-hmm. it's like super basic and if you see somebody compared to somebody else teaching that's maybe not as experienced you know they have to show it maybe once or twice and then not the whole room is getting it and then they have to go and demonstrate it so you're kind of losing time yep showing that to everybody you're doing it not them mm-hmm. so i don't know i think i think it's something you're good at and then you can see it in like these uh these guys at henzo's or like, or like John, like for example. Oh, I mean, he's the man. He's and he's not teaching <clears throat> fundamental jiu-jitsu. He's mm. teaching about as high a level of jiu-jitsu as yeah. you can get. But he blends it with the fundamentals. Yeah, the way yeah. he teaches blows my brain, and I, I kind of learn a lot from that guy. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. And then like people who watch his DVDs will watch will watch him teach for like five six hours, fall asleep to it, and then you come here. It's you barely hear him, so you have to focus. Mm. And it's like 30 seconds and then go do it. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's like it's got everything you need in there. I think there's something to that, right? So, you know, um, you know there's guys that will use that tactic where if you're in a room and it's, it's quite noisy and you need people to listen to you, rather than raising your voice to get them to listen to you, you actually lower your voice. And yeah. if, if people want to listen to you, they actually need to be quiet. Yeah, that's and I kind of <laughs> think John does that deliberately. I yeah, think it's yeah, a yeah. tactic, right? It's smart. Because people go, you're like, fuck, what's he saying? And you're listening. You're, you're, like, you're trying to get every word. You know, I do that usually when I'm in a car. Like, if somebody picks me up, like, to, to go to the gym and then the music's too loud, it's in the morning and I have a headache, I'll usually start a conversation and talk as 
like Snaky. just enough for him to lower the volume. It's a nice tactic. It is, man. It's all about tactics. Yeah, yeah. Jiu-jitsu, mental jiu-jitsu. I'm, yeah, apply it I'm everywhere. You, I'm learning that. Yeah. It's not just about the individual skills. It's the tactics, how you apply it. Dude, it is, it is, it is. Um, it does, man. Like, jiu-jitsu applies to a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Outside. Yeah. Outside, uh, what's it called? Outside of the mats. Yeah. I find, yeah. And so, after, so going back to going back to when I just moved in, I didn't had no idea. Like, never did any martial arts or anything up until like nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. Then through you know GSP, which is the same as me. Um, which for some people that's a later start, especially for guys who are good. You know, you, mm. you expect the story. Oh yeah, he started when he was five years old, and yeah. you know he's been living on the mats and all this type of thing. So we we both started at at nineteen. I mean, I don't know. Were you doing any sports before? Yeah, always sports. Yeah, yeah. I played uh, played base, uh, soccer and baseball back home. Okay, sick, sick. So, sick. Um, but always team based sports. So, and I was only talking to uh, young Isaac yesterday, and he'd come from AFL, which is an Australian football um, game, and it's a team sport. And it's, it's funny seeing people come over from team sports into a, into a sport where you rely on your team, but come competition day, it's just you that walks out there. Yeah. And I feel like that's an interesting transition. I like that more, man. Honestly, mm. I like mm. that more. Now, just just before I forget, what's the difference between... I mean, I've watched Australian football back very long time yep. ago when I used to live in, in Saudi Arabia. We had super sports, so we yep. have Australian yep. football. What's the difference? You kind of got three, three main codes, right? So you got rugby league, rugby union, and then Australian rules football. Um, they're all kind of similar, but not right. So rugby league is um, like what you guys would probably refer to as rugby. Over okay. Here. Rugby, there's more rucking. Um, whereas rugby league, they actually have plays. So the the tackle happens, they stop, they play the ball like they slide it between their yeah, legs and yeah. move on. That's rugby league. Rugby union, they kind of just progress. They keep progressing. There's no tackle count. You can just keep sort of pushing forward. And then AFL, Australian Australian Football League or um, Australian Rules Football. It's a big oval field. It's a bit. It's a bit different. Big oval field, and there's like four goalposts, and they have to kick the ball through the goalposts to get. True, no, so true. it's yeah, it's weird. It's, it's pretty weird. physical. You're really fit. They got to run. So it's more popular in the southern states, Melbourne and Adelaide. So Isaac came from Adelaide. So in Sydney, not as many people play it. It's no, not very man. popular. But fuck, how'd I gotta go down, man. It's such an interesting place. You haven't been to Australia yet. Never, man. You've got to come. You've got to come. I do. I definitely want to. I want to come down when it's summer for you, winter for us. You love when it. we're freezing. Oh yeah, that's when I'm going to come down. In Australian summer, I can't. I can't. Uh, it's nice to explain this to a guy who's used to an American summer. This American summer has been fucking miserable. It's <laughs> not as hot as back home. It just sits at about thirty degrees. Yeah, but the humidity is like a rainforest. You walk out and you just sweat. That's the thing, man. Oh. Dude, same. Just adjust, dude. Same thing in Saudi Arabia. Like it could go up to forty two, yes, forty three, yes. but it's not as humid. So you just you end up you're cruising. You're good. Totally. You know? yep. You're chilling. Yeah. You come here, man. Especially in a city. I'm hearing you, and that's what I've noticed. Um, especially for training, like you're just dumping water all day. It's really mm. difficult. Uh, we, you lose a lot of weight without even noticing here, man. Yeah. A lot. A the lot. First lot. week, I was just cramping. I couldn't. I just couldn't get enough electrolytes on board. I yeah. just couldn't. Couldn't do it. Um, yeah. You got to yeah. stop by the food truck, man. Get a nice falafel over rice. Man, I'm such think, a pussy. I don't eat off the, every every country I've ever visited. I never eat off the street. I'm such a pussy with food. Yeah. I like <laughs> eat. I find a place that I trust. And then I just eat there every day. Like that. Done, done, yeah, I'm, done. Like, Easy I'm not work. a gangster. Yeah. I, I walk past and smell those things. They sound they they smelled delicious. I mean, I've I've tried good. I've tried the, the falafel over rice, not the meat and the meat. I'd be a little too scared to try yeah, it. Yes, I was terrible. It smells good, but Jesus the falafel God. though, man. You know, it's safer. It's no meat. Uh, you never right. know. Yeah. But dude, like I was here, 
I came down here first. I, you know, I didn't roll that much uh, right after surgery, rehab. I was doing, I was training a lot, but it was like 180, 182. Mm. First week here, 172. I look at the scale. I'm like, no, no. I can't beat that, that low, that far from, you know, like the competition. Mm. So, dude, yeah, I just hate just in the water. walking around too. You walk so much yeah. in New York, man. It's yeah. uh, I just find I'm, I haven't been, I haven't really stopped sweating since I got off the plane, except for sitting in here in the aircon now. Yeah, that's so it's you know, idea. Australian summer. We've been getting, we've been getting hot summers. We we hit about we had a few days at forty five plus you know, through summer. So you understand Celsius from back home? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prefer Celsius. Yeah, so I do 40, 45 degrees. He's fucking hot. Yeah, but. It's not as bad as thirty degrees here, so um, mm. yeah, I've been whinging about the the temperature. You, you, I think you'd love the Australian summer. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Sick beaches. Um, Australia's great. Like a lot of people always champion their own country, but Australia, you universally talk to people. Most people don't have too many bad things mm. to say about Australia. So, dude, definitely get you down there for sure. Definitely because I'm going to I'm going to be in BC after ADCC, British Columbia. Like, yeah, yep. like Vancouver. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's in the west coast of canada yes so it's f- oh, you could hop from there to australia from there i'm supposed to go with ethan to china mm. after this is you can just travel so much with jiu-jitsu right you have yeah. it's it's not about like finding places to go to it's about choosing where you, you yeah where's better to go to right is this for a tournament or match or no just just travel teaching yep. teaching go there i think there's a tri-star there okay cool there's an absolute also absolute gym right in australia Nogi's growing, man, everywhere. Yeah. It's crazy. It's I was I was only talking about this, you know, with um, with Isaac yesterday and and uh, Jace the day before. I feel like now it's never been more popular than now. Mm-hmm. Jujutsu in general, yeah. As MMA just continues to explode, is your back alright? It's a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's good, it's good, it's um, fine, it's fine. As it keeps doing, expl- like as MMA keeps exploding, people go, oh, I like this MMA stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. I'd like to do something like. That. Then they realize, oh, wait a sec. Getting punched in the head's fucking rubbish. Yeah. Oh, I can just do the wrestling component. That's awesome. And then yeah. people start to do jujitsu. For sure, especially now, like gi versus no gi. Mm. You know, like that's that's also an interesting one. You it know, is. people it is. like I mean, I I did I did half of the year last year. I did a gi, mm-hmm. and I had to pack. You have to pack a gi. Oh, people don't realize, it. man. Yes. You gotta wash it. You gotta dry it. Yeah. Spack Nogi, you put that thing in a Ziploc after training, no exactly problem. Right. Exactly right. You know what I mean? You can it's do like, you can do ten sessions and then one one load in the laundry. Yes. Gi, two sessions. You gotta get the laundromat. Enjoy the laundromat, especially in New York. You're living at the laundromat. Yep. Yeah. I mean I've been going every I've got a pile on the corner there. I've been going like every three or four days because I hate my shit getting gross. Like yeah. there's nothing worse. But gi Yeah, I mean I, I definitely I was saying only only yesterday mm. I realistically um I teach a couple of days in the gi because I think it's important for my students to still yeah, do a little bit of work in the gi, particularly sure. the, the newer guys. Mm. But come advanced class or any opportunity where I'm rolling by myself or with another good guy, we're doing no gi. Like, That's the yeah. thing. Like I feel if you're starting, if you're brand new, you got to know a bit. You need to know a bit. You need to understand it. Yep. You need to you know know the difference. You need to know how to adapt your game from one to the other. Mm-hmm. Well, I... I often the reason I have the fundamentals class do gi is because it takes away a certain amount of your athleticism. Yeah, you know, there's plenty of guys you, you roll with them, I wrestle with them, who come in a bit athletic and in no gi they'll thrash around and they can pull out of things and and it sort of they don't have to learn the technical aspect of jiu-jitsu as much as if you put a 
you know, bunch of clothes on them. And then there's a guy holding on to them. They kind of have to work through things a little more. T- it kind of kind of forces you to learn a bit more. I Check. Think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, then it gets to a point of diminishing returns. But if you're putting all your work into the gi and you want to do no gi, yeah, it's two different games now. Yeah, it's also nice because it's a. I mean, keep like kind of a tradition, right? Mm. Yeah, it's, there's definitely a certain amount to that too. I wouldn't. I think mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be happy to see the gi disappear. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yep. Like no, no. I, it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice. The gi is part of the martial art aspect yep. of it. Yep. It's nice to keep a bit of tradition in there. Well, I'm proud that I got a black. I'm a jujitsu gi black belt. You know, I'm, I'm proud that I got sick, that. Sick. Um, so you did. You did gi and patil. When? Yeah, I mean, I've always been in and out of the gi. I've just always preferred no gi. Yeah. So yeah. same here. Yeah. Like, you started where? Where'd you start? So my coach um, was Elvis Sinisek and Anthony Perosh. So they were both um, sort of Australian pioneers for jiu-jitsu and, and mixed martial arts. They both fought for the UFC. Um, and uh, so I was with them since 2005. And then about 2014, I decided to – I had my brown belt. I decided that I was going to open my own academy. Sick. And um, I just did – yeah, I opened, opened about an hour away from those guys and mm-hmm. – been five years later still cracking and yeah so like in terms of um how does it work is there like one for like affiliation I'm just, just yeah to... so is that how it works in australia you guys have like an affiliation and then it goes down yeah there's different affiliations mm-hmm. so anthony and elvis are affiliated under carlos machado okay sick yeah so carlos is fantastic and um sick. they anthony and elvis have actually separated their gym now they go on their own separate ways and mm-hmm. i've kind of continued along with elvis so all my yeah, it's, it's a form of respect and kind of as um, because I want to. Every time I run a grading, I bring Elvis out to my academy, so make sure he's there for all the the belts I give out and, and sick, yeah, sick. it works really well. Yeah, you know what I like? I like uh, like the streets. I don't know how does Studio Five Forty work? Like they bring yeah, in just a bunch of guys from know. different affiliations. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I like that because uh, there's a place where I teach in Montreal. Uh, the guy reached out to me as soon as I got injured. He's like, "Man, listen, I know." You guys are all poor bums in jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a fair assumption. Fair assumption. For the most part, you know, most most guys are usually kind of tight and low on money. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, hey, if you want to come and teach while you're injured, come through. I look it up and the guy's like, he opened his own studio. He called it a studio. And it's not like, there's no real affiliation to it. Mm. And it's nice because he brings in guys from different different teams and it brings it brings like all the jiu-jitsu community together in one place. Mm-hmm. Right? You so, see them everywhere. Studio 540 is on everyone's rash guard. It's yeah, to be a, he it's nice because it's like supporting everybody. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah, I mean, just I, Baja or just Huanta. Yeah. You know? I mean, listen, I understand competition is very healthy. You mm-hmm. know, it's good. Like you're trying to get better than yeah. a certain team. It 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 gets people to to grow. And we're very tribal. Humans are tribal, you know. So Ex- of course exactly. we're tribal with our jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I think it's also good to have like a. Um, a thing where like a community like a city can get together and like kind of level up right yep i don't know i, I find it's it's like a it's like an interesting thing so is that a gym like people go there and they're members at the gym and then he just brings in a bunch of different instructors is that how it works or um yeah he's bringing in i mean he's bringing in different different guys he's bringing he was bringing in me he's mm-hmm. bringing in somebody for the gi he's bringing in seminars from like guys from unity yeah he's talking to guys from atos talking to I guys think taught there i'm sure he has it Keenan, not yet. Uh, Studio 540, yes. Yeah. But the one where I teach, not not okay. yet, not yet. Oh, so there's a couple of them, is there? Mm, Studio, Studio 540, there's one of them. Right. But the the the, um, the one in Montreal is called Mizu. Ah, uh, right. means water in, uh, okay, in gotcha. Japanese. Gotcha, right. So it's nice. I like that. I like that kind of format because the thing is, like, now 
where where he's struggling or where it's having a bit of issues is the team aspect mm-hmm. you know because people from river come in and out mm-hmm. so we have like an open mat let's say on one day and man it's sick like the mats are full yeah from guys from all over you know we have we have guys from all the gyms come and roll once a week and then it's sick you know like everybody get, gets the roll yep different styles you get the it's kind of like Henzo's, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have guys I mean, that from places exactly like that. Bronx, Silver Fox. You guys mm-hmm. from Long Island. You guys from Montreal. And then all the international dudes that just flow in. Yeah, there's a good and a bad to it, right? With that place down there, I was only talking with the boys about it recently, and you being one of the constants in the room and one of the guys who's a name people know. Yeah, it's tricky for you because um, you got guys that are coming in there, and I watch some of these guys come in, and they're coming in. To try and prove something, yeah, they're coming in to try and go and get a match with Taz or get a match with Nicky Ryan or yeah. a match with Jason Rao yeah. and see how they can go and see if they can tell their buddies they, yeah. you know, and you're not sure, you know, you're like, is this guy any good or is he a spaz yeah. is going to hurt me or, yeah, 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 it's yeah, a yeah. Tri- that's a tricky component of it that I hadn't, I don't have to deal with at home because I know the guys I'm training with. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's interesting, man. I mean, it, it's good. You got to be careful. You got to yeah. be smart about it. Yeah. And then obviously you got to choose who you're rolling with. It's it's my responsibility to know who I'm rolling with. Yes. And then yes, I, am I am I saying yes to everybody? Not really, man. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, not really. Uh, are you, I roll with you. Oh, I roll with this guy through you know somebody referring me to. Yes. Yeah, for sure, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And then guys that I just know that I get along with, hundred percent, man. I'm gonna yeah. roll with, gonna roll with the guys. Somebody who was here once, like you said, trying to prove something. Mm-hmm. You know where that happens a lot is in seminars too, man. Yes. If you teach seminars. Because everyone wants to say, yeah, I, I've um, I don't teach a lot of seminars. I've taught. Sorry about not having a. No, no, it's cool. So I'm just going to readjust. Yeah, just keep readjusting, man. Um, we're sitting for those that are listening to this. We're just sitting on the on the bed in the hotel room, so it's um a little uncomfortable. Especially it's cool. we're both beat up from jujitsu. So. Very beat up. Very beat <clears throat> yeah, up. Yeah, so I don't um, <clears throat> I don't teach a lot of seminars, right? Because I basically teach at my gym all the time. But yeah. um, when I have, I'm more than happy to roll with people. But geez, I felt like I felt like everyone was trying to kill me. Yeah, and it's like. I'm not trying to kill these guys. Like, what, I'm going to leg lock him 15 times just to show that I can do it. But if you don't do that, then he thinks that you can't. Or, yeah. you know, you're in this weird position where it's like, yeah. what do you do? Do you kill everyone? Do you just, mm-hmm. you know, cruise and then someone tries to hurt you? Like, yeah. I, I think personally, um, the the way I find that works best, and I was talking to to, to Brawley, I got to ask him, like, hey, man, do you roll, do you roll at seminars? He's mm. like, not seminars, but I'll organize an open mat. Like maybe before the seminar, okay. the day before, yeah, or something, and I'll get to roll with the good guys, yep. and then okay, it's fine. Because what happens, like the the couple of times where I, I would go to Europe and teach seminars, um, man, it'd be like thirty guys lined up, ready, waiting, just me getting shark tanked for like two hours straight, and uh, you know, like they're sitting fresh, yeah, and you're like, you just yeah. traveled, you sat, you maybe you competed the day before, you're banged up, and then you have to. So I don't know, man. And I you're think- not you're not just a you're not just a fucking elephant in the circus that can wheel out and you're gonna do your thing. It's, yeah, it's not that easy. Yeah, no, man. So I think the best way to go at it is, you know, guys want to roll, sure. Yeah. Let's get an open mat. Yeah. Let's get in. Let's warm up. Mm. Let's set a number of rounds. Yeah. And then yeah, man. Of course, you know, train whatever. Mm. There's no big deal. Everybody's yeah. training. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's just as tired. It's fair. You know, yeah. it's kind of like a session. Yeah. You do a session. I find that's good. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. When I come down to Australia, we train for sure. Like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get you. In. We'll, we'll um, the, yeah. the Australian. I think the Australian community would would love to have you around. So that'd be sick, man. You've that'd got you've got big things on the horizon. But I want to. I don't want to get to your competition stuff yet. So you, 
So you started jiu-jitsu in Montreal. Did yeah. you start at... Because you're, you're out of TriStar, right? Under yes. Frost Hubby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You started with Frost? Is that... Started with Frost. Man, that's... So for, for people that don't know, Frost is... Um, Jeez, he's one of one of the best mixed martial arts coaches in the business. He's a jiu-jitsu black belt. He's a striking coach. Um, he's a mastermind. He he's beats a, us all up. Yeah, he's a philosophical dude. He's yeah. he's a phenomenal guy. He's smart man. Um, George Saint. He's George Saint Pierre's really his coach. Yeah. Um, has a fantastic gym called TriStar in in Montreal, mm-hmm. and um, he's also a black belt under John Danaher, which I think a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, no, very very tough man. Very good. Like you roll with him, and it's like, what is this guy's beating me up, man? What the hell? Mm. You know what I mean? Very good. So yeah, started started jujitsu there, and it's basically kind of the way john goes at it you know it's mm-hmm. very cerebral uh, approach to to teaching and it's uh you can't ask for any better man you yeah, know what i mean uh, these guys and, get you they get you guys so good so quick i mean mm. your what's this your seventh year of training six year, what, what are we looking at six six getting to six man, i mean you're mm. you're a brown belt at the moment or black belt yet brown Jesus Christ! Yeah, you make me feel like a bum. I'm a first degree black belt, and you just smoke nah, me. Man. You know what? I, I said this as well, talking about that room down there at Hanzo's. Your belt means nothing. You, you walk in there. If you're going to walk in there and have this big pride about what belt you are, you're going to get shown up. You, you don't know? even know what belt the guy you you're rolling with is. That's what I love well, about it's irrelevant. Nogi. It's actually irrelevant. Yeah, it's you how good you are. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. You don't know, man. You yeah. don't know. Yeah, like. You roll with Damien, for example, one yeah. of the guys at Henzo's. Mm-hmm. I, I I forgot. I don't need like he was like yeah. I didn't know, man. I thought I thought he was still like. I mean, I'm not saying that he sucks, but I thought he was still. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know he got greatest. So I was like, man, how you like still blue belt? And you're like yeah. doing so good. It's like I got my. Belt. I didn't even know. Yeah, but so I mean, like, like, yeah. he's he's a purple belt, right? He's been he's been definitely getting the better of our rounds. He submitted me when we've trained like he's and he's a purple belt yeah a lot lot of black belts haven't experienced i know what that room's like a lot of black belts haven't experienced going somewhere in purple belts working you over yeah and it's um it's a beautiful thing to see the the quality of jiu-jitsu and the speed at which you guys can get to a high level yeah and i think that's that's from the 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 mastermind of john danaher and obviously he hands that down to you know for us so you started as a white belt for us, and then yeah, white belt, and then so I started doing mostly mostly gi, right? Mm-hmm. That was that, yeah. that was I was doing cross classes and other classes too. So it was mostly gi up until purple when uh, Eddie Eddie Cummings used was coming down the TriStar mm-hmm. to teach. I remember when he came down the first time. I was actually in New York, but at Marcelo's was blue belt i didn't like really hear about like henzo's or anything you were training at marcellus yeah man really? i did i did a month at marcellus when i was like a fresh blue belt and for us hadn't said you you've got to go and train with danaher oh for us was cool with it he, yeah not not really like, or was it just danaher's room wasn't the same as it is now back then i think it was just me not knowing because the thing yeah. is the, the the reason why i remember wanting to go down to marcelo's is that i went to uh, new york open mm-hmm. as booba wanted to compete we went down with the teammates and then back when dylan and mateos were brown yep. belts mm-hmm. so i saw them they both won double gold i was like yo these guys are really good yep where do they train and i saw they were from marcelo's i mean they are good marcelo is fantastic yeah yeah no it was really good mm-hmm. and then so it, new york open is like usually it happens around april yep so I was like, oh, as soon as I, because I was still going, I was studying kinesiology back then, like exercise science. Mm-hmm. 
So I was like, as soon as I finish my finals, I'm going to go there and prepare for Worlds. Gi. I was doing Gi, hardcore. Mm -hmm. In the game, like, hardcore Gi. Scumbag. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> and then, no, the nice thing about Mercedes, they do half and half. They do half yes, and half. They do, they do both. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I brought Gi, brought no Gi, brought everything. And then I did a month there. And it was really good, man. It was really good. But that's when Eddie, yeah. Eddie, when I was doing that, Eddie went down the TriStar. And I come down, I come back, and like they're all doing legs. They're all attacking oh, my so legs. You missed, so you've, you've gone I missed it. Try and you I missed, missed it. it completely. Ah, oh, Jesus. So then a couple of months later, one of, her one of the fighters that used to train at TriStar, Tom Breeze, he was like, man, I went to Henzo's, and there's this guy called Gordon. He beat me up. He tied me up, you know, and he was really pissed about it. Uh, so he brought Gordon in, and I was like, I'm not missing that. Mm. So it was right right after summer school starts. I was like, I'm gonna be there. And then Breeze was like, you know, like Gordon's gonna come and you know we're like all tied on money and I was staying at the dorms at TriStar. Yep. Yep. I was staying at the dorms and I was like, whatever, I'll let Gordon stay in my room. It's cool. I'll go back home for the week he's there. Mm -hmm. So I let Gordon stay in my room and then like anytime Breeze would want to private with Gordon, he'd use me as an uke. Oh, man. So, man, I was just so, just learning. So, what, Gordon was a purple belt at that stage? Gordon, yeah, I was, no, I got my purple belt at the end of summer and yep. then Gordon just got his brown belt. So, that would have been about three years ago? Three or four years ago? Um, the amount of years, I don't remember yeah. exactly, but um, three years? I think three, about right. three, yeah. three or four. I think four. Gordon's been a black belt for a year now, I think, at least. Yeah. yeah it's probably about right. Maybe. Yeah. So, now, I was, I so was did you realize, at that point in time, did you realize that you were working with probably the best submission grappler in the world or a guy that was going to become the best submission grappler in the world? I mean, listen, man, I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but I, I went to Marcellus, right? I rolled with their top guys. I was rolling with Tinoco. I yep. was rolling with Gianni, mm -hmm. Satava. Mm -hmm. Um, Dylan yep. They were Kicking my Munch. ass Munch yep. Munch They were all kicking my ass man mm -hmm. Kicking my ass Left and right But it just, it just felt different it's Rolling different. with Gordon Yeah I trained So last time I came to New York uh, Nearly two years ago now I trained Between the two gyms It was my first time here And yeah. it's like well You know you go to both of the you gyms You don't know You, you don't, don't know, know. He, And um, what? Abs absolutely no disrespect Because they're such nice yeah. guys And I, Marcelo's like the best guy ever Like Sweet. Anyone that's got something bad to say about Marcelo You can go get fucked Yeah if you're saying uh -huh. bad yeah. things about Marcelo's you're academy You, you yeah. just you're I don't know There's something yeah. else that's In right. the back there's of your something else Something else 100% But um, I've never been dealt with and put in as much danger as I have at Henzo. That's the thing. It's, it's different. a different. It's a different type of yeah, grappling. Man, yeah. And once I experienced that, I was like hooked on it. It was like a drug. I'm like, yeah. that's what I need to try and yeah. create and try to teach people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so different. you got that same bug, right? I got the exact same yeah. thing as you. I was training myself. Like again, I was getting past getting. Yeah, they're very positionally fantastic. They'll pass your guard. Very strong. Very good. No, yep. no yep. doubt about that. Yep. And then in competition, look, they do amazing. It's perfect. Mateo's fucking killing it right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Dylan was killing it. You know, Johnny's killing it. Um, Satava's doing great. You know, all these guys. Munch, are Munch just beat. Um, did you watch him be, uh, beat um, Coco, Coco and Ricky? That, yeah. I mean, that was gangster. That, that was a nice heel hook. That was really nice. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I feel. I feel like Coco kind of went into it to be honest I felt like a strong match they had a good match up until yeah. then as well yeah what you think is, the thing is like I feel like Munch even though he's not training at Marcellus he still has that same like strategic yeah. approach like he's he like tried to stand up with him he saw like okay I'm gonna mm. try to pull guard swept him as soon as he saw back up 
pulled guard again. That's mm. like strategic move. You know, it's mm-hmm. smart. It's like, oh, I scored already mm-hmm. two from mm-hmm. bottom. He worked at that. He let me stand up. Success. Let me go back. So yes. like they have that that smart point oriented. Well, that's yeah. Approach. And, and and Unity are very strong with their um yeah, tactics as well. I mean, yeah. and I, I mean, not getting off subject, but. Eddie Cummings going there has changed what they're looking like. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Unity guys that competed there the other day all did, looked very good on the legs. You know, that for sure. Johnny yeah. won by Junior. heel hook. Yeah, Munch um, won by heel hook, and there was one other from Unity there that got a heel hook too. Like you can see, uh, Tex, for example. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he didn't have a good match with Craig, but Craig's. But like, if you look at what Tex have been do, has been yeah. doing, like the trials. Just, just winning trials. Mm. Let's say, imagine he didn't oh. do anything else. Yeah. He's in ADCC and he won all his matches by sub. That's still really good. Ed, ed, that's the golden touch of Eddie Cummings. Yeah. That guy is phenomenal. But um, yeah, that's it's a, good. That's honestly, a, like obviously, it's if you think about it in a selfish way, like in terms of teams, yeah, obviously I should be pissed that Eddie's going there in hell. But in general, if you think about jujitsu level in general and how everybody's going to benefit oh. and it's how everybody's going to learn from it and the sport's going to grow, yeah, it's great, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, obviously it hurts from a team aspect, but um. What Whatever, man. You gotta think. You gotta think a little bit um, yeah, less, less selfish in a less selfish way. It's very fine. Everybody's getting yeah. better. Whatever. The sport's gonna look nicer. You know what I mean? And it is. I mean, and mm-hmm. that pushes everyone. You know, the better they get, the the better. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone else will have to get to, to keep pushing. You that. have to think of something else. Mm-hmm. You have to think of okay, now legs aren't working. I have to think mm-hmm. of something else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, so you so you're training with Gordon. You've been the Uki. You know, you, you've got bitten by the bug. Yeah. So how do you go from being, you know, a dude who just gets his purple belt to becoming dude. right at the top end of submission grappling it in was, the world? It was sick because I was, um, again, like I was swimming with Gordon. He was just kicking my ass left and right, not even trying. Like he was just you're twenty. So now you're 26, right? Turning 26 20, next 26. week. 26. I yeah. mean, so at that stage, you're probably like 23. But Gordon would have been like, what, eight, 19 or 20 or? Uh, there's two years of difference between Gordon and I. Is there two years, is there? Yeah. Okay. So, man, Gordon stayed yeah. stayed uh, in my room for like a and week. And that was little Gordon, right? Little Gordon. Little Gordon. Little Gordon yeah. driving a Jeep. He had yeah. a Jeep, bro. It was so funny. Gordon, <laughs> he's still the same. Yeah. But it was a little bit different. He was a little bit different before. Yeah. Again, he's still he's still the same. He's, very, a, he's a legit, like... Very good heart. Um, very good help at helping people. Yeah. He'll help anybody at the gym, man. Yeah. He's, he's a star just, nowadays, but uh-huh. especially within the sport of jiu he's a star. Like, he's a... He's a celebrity yeah. in jiu-jitsu. Gordon doesn't need to, in my opinion, if uh, Gordon doesn't need to do another jiu-jitsu match mm. in his whole life, he's set, man, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, if he wanted to just monetize whatever he did, he could stop now. He's obviously not going to do that. No, that's not his style. But, but yeah. I mean, he won ADCC, almost double-golded, won Nogi black belt. Double-golded. Go- double oh, yeah, he did. He did yeah, double-gold double Nogi gold. Worlds. The yep. double-gold, yeah. Yep. Um, so... I was like, hey man, like I really want to come down and train with you guys. I just need a place to stay. Because I had already did New York, right? I already saw New York. I saw how expensive it is to stay. Mm, I know. It's so I was like, man, can I, can I like, you got a place for me? Like, yep. And I was like, bro, you just stayed at my room for a week. You better hook me up with a place <laughs> to stay. So I was like, hey, you can come down. Drove, drove back with him in the Jeep. They're, they're Jersey, right? Jersey. Yep. He was still Nikki. I remember dude going into his house the first time. Nikki was like small and chubby playing video games. <laughs> Nothing like the Nick you're seeing now, man. I've been here for the last fortnight watching Nicky manhandle everybody. Yeah, including me. People think, um, I think people in the back of their head, you know, there's, there'd be old black belt sitting there going, he's a kid, he's 70, uh, 72 kilos, he's a purple belt. What, you know, I'd be, I'd, be able to, I'd be able to make it work. You would go in there and get your fucking ass handed to you by this mm. child. He's 
I think he's just turned 18, right? Just he's, turned he's not 18. even drinking age. Like he's nothing. It's man. ridiculous. Yeah, really good. I remember walking in, seeing him, small, fat, chubby kid, yeah, yeah. barely any jujitsu. Look at him now, man. Fucking killing it. It just goes back to what I'm saying. Mm. The level of tuition you guys are getting is taking people. Obviously, people who are very committed are yeah. taking very committed people from an entry level mm-hmm. to like world class within a fairly short a much shorter period of time to what we're always used to we always yeah. thought you had to train jiu-jitsu for you know 10 years and then you're probably going to be you know pretty good yeah no one was getting like i don't remember anyone training jiu-jitsu for three years four years that are at the level some of these guys are at. yeah i mean there's also another thing is we they train a lot right mm. like look now they're about we just did a crazy ass session yeah yeah then i don't know we're about to do another one in like an hour yeah exactly right so yep. it's like yep. we train a lot too, like you said. It's the like the techniques, mm-hmm. the, the 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 knowledge kind mm-hmm. of, and the also, actual, the quantity, yeah, the, the work ethic. Guys train, and then these guys are gonna train again tonight. Yes, they're gonna do another mm-hmm. jujitsu session tonight, Friday night, man. Yeah, they're gonna. And I was only thinking about. I was sitting there this morning, and I'm thinking, geez, you know, that I'm looking at the room, and I'm thinking, you know what? I also think there's something to the fact that. Like, let's say I'm teaching class, right? I'm teaching guys doing jiu-jitsu, same as you would at Montreal. Mm-hmm. You're teaching guys who have been at work all day. They come after work. It's probably like 6 p.m. at night. You teach them some jiu-jitsu. They're already a bit tired. They're a bit run down. They're training because they're having fun. Trying to get those guys to a level, comparing to get them to a level like these guys are, compared to a guys who waking up from a night's sleep, training, having a rest, training again, the, just even just the time of day they're training, I think cognitively you're more ready to accept information and you've had a good sleep. You haven't been worked from mm-hmm. burnout from work all day. Yeah. I think there's something to that as well. There's something I saw. I feel like it makes a difference when you're when you have other things going on, like mentally. If like I'll give you an example. When I was going through rehab, I had to think mm-hmm. of rehab. I was staying at my family's, so family problems problems here problems there little issues here little issues there. that that's like things you're thinking about that are not related to jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. even that yep. like these guys thinking just about that even thinking oh about to train again oh i fucked this up mm-hmm. i messed up this transition commuting thinking about jiu-jitsu thinking because yep. like a lot of times you'll remember one thing you did rolling that you messed up or you remember something good you did and then that can click okay boom if you remember what you did during rolling that will help right yeah yeah because yeah obviously you're doing things subconsciously when you're training and you do it over and over and then it starts getting better and better but a lot of the times also if you remember and you're thinking about it and you like put a bit of effort you're tweaking things in your head and you try it after that helps too so if you're doing that all the time i think that's going to help also it's your job yeah you, you, effectively it's your job like it is i mean it's, it's hard because at some stage this thing goes from being your hobby to becoming your job and yeah, it, it's funny because i don't know that you guys even look at it like that but it is it's it's literally a job it's how yeah. you're making your money mm-hmm. and the the amount of time like jason rouse said it the other day he said the amount of time and investment that i've put into this i could have been a surgeon a well like you know 100 think man. about there's there's kids at uni you know just getting by doing a bit of study doing the exams it's very different to what i'm seeing from you guys here on the mats and yeah man it's uh, it's you. a phenomenal thing that's what happened to me man i was going to school i was going going kinesiology if you want to get your drink you're welcome to where's the water yeah he's in the fridge yeah i just thought in case he didn't dude i remember i was going to to school and then i would wake up train Get to get to uni. I, I did my schedule in a way that I could train twice. Like drill in the morning, roll at night. Mm-hmm. And man, between sessions, I'm just thinking about jiu-jitsu. So when I started going to New York, I would be skipping classes. 
be like, mm-hmm. whatever, I'll catch up, I'll yep. catch up, I'll catch up, I'll catch up. Blah, blah. Then, man, it's like, you want to do two things, 50%, you want to do something hard, something you're motivated, something you love, and you're mm-hmm. just going to do it way better, man. Get all in. You got to be all in. Whatever you do, you got to be all in. Yeah. Hey, 100%. If there's like something pulling you back, you're not, you're not going to be able to, to strive and like do very well in it. May yeah. as well like do something you like and do it 100%. You're doing it, man. You're doing it. You, you go, you're, you're going to the Olympics of grappling in, in a few months. You're doing it. And anybody listening, man, I recommend like if you're listening and you have something you like, go for it, man. Because like, you, even if it's a bad idea, you're going to know it's a bad idea by doing it. Mm. You know what I mean? You're going to know it's, oh, I shouldn't be doing this by trying. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you don't try, you'll never know. It's better to know it's yep. not the thing mm-hmm. than to, oh, what if? You know, you don't want to have that. There's so many people currently doing jobs they fucking hate. Yeah. And that's where they're spending the bulk of their life. Yeah. And they wonder why they're unhappy. Dude, like, you know, the guy that um, the guy that runs Mizu in Montreal, mm-hmm. man, the guy is, is like, he has a job, very, very, like, well-paying job mm-hmm. with computers. I don't know what it is. IT, AT, AI. I don't know what it is. But he, dude, the guy can just live and cruise and ball. He's like, I don't like it, man. I don't want to do it. Yep. So he has that job. He's running a full-time academy, training, competing. And like he's doing way better in one aspect than the other. Mm-hmm. So like just shift shift what you're doing. You're going to do way better. Yeah. I think yeah, happiness is his, yeah. happiness needs to be uh, the, the forefront. Now, there are obviously things that get in the way. Like, because it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to, like I have one of my one of my friends from Montreal. He came down two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He's purple belt, and he was going through the exact same thing that I went through the first time I was in New York. Short on money, like yep. I'm getting my ass kicked here, but it's it's obviously better than when I first started coming in. I'm getting my ass kicked, but not as badly. You're doing plenty of ass kicking too. There's a bit of a balance, mm-hmm. right? But still, like you, that's why I come here is because yep. I get hard roles. I don't want to be as soon the guy as you're who, the alpha dog in the room and no one's pushing you anymore. Get out, get out, leave. Or or there's one other option. Yeah. You're Gordon Ryan. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's the other option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're I don't want to talk Ryan. about that, man. I see this guy. I see this guy rolling and then, uh, like just kicking everybody's ass even at Enzo. I'm like, man, like how, it must be boring. But anyways, <laughs> if if you're the top dog in your gym and yeah. you're looking to, you know, compete, looking to improve like what you're doing, get out, learn, get yeah. some people to come in. For sure. And to improve, for sure. Now, you like he was going through the same thing. He's getting his ass kicked by everybody, especially when you first come down to Henzo's and there's that humidity, mm-hmm. there's that pace, there's people attacking you. And then I gotta go to TriStar, man. It's great, but the style is more like wrestling. It's more like uh, guys not letting you get anything on you. Yeah. You come down here, guys are inverting underneath you, attacking your leg, grabbing this, grabbing that. You're not used to it. So we go back to the hostel and like I'm like talking, like trying to get to understand what he's trying to do. And then he's like, yeah, I'm not sure, like, like jiu-jitsu is the thing, you know, that for me, I want to do. I'm like, man, you're already doing it. You're already here in a hostel eating oatmeal and bananas. <laughs> That's your nutrition. Yeah, you're sharing. That's all you can afford. You're, sh- yeah, you're sharing a bed with me for two weeks. You're, yeah. you're doing it already. So I'm like, let me ask you this. If you came down here and you kicked everybody's ass or you did a lot better, what would be your, your, your thought now? Would it be like, you're sure? Not sure. So yeah, like there's doubt that comes in. Mm. It's not always gonna be. Uh, it's not always gonna be a, 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 
nice Smooth ride. Sailing. Yeah. No, man, it's, it's going to be hard. But like, if, if well, that's the ego thing, right? So we've all got an ego. That's that's reality. We've all. It's all. It's, it's we'll say. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone's got an ego. Yeah. But especially if you've you go from being the guy at your gym, you do well, and then you yeah. come down here and you just get monstered. Yeah. You've got a you've got a fork in the road. You can either go, yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking suck, fuck jujitsu, this sucks, or you go, you know what? Yeah. This just makes me want it even more. You need to know that this is what you need to progress. Yeah. That's what you need to get better. If mm-hmm. you're going through this, you're doing yeah. the right thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't not just with jujitsu. This this could be to anything. Yep. If you're doing things and there are obstacles in your way, you know, and if you can go through these obstacles, it's gonna. Mm. It, that's what you need to be doing, right? If you are able to go through these and be like, good, I like this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Good, I'm in, like, I'll do it, whatever. You're able to go through the obstacles no matter what. That's the thing you you, you really should Fuck be doing. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like you you just gotta be able to detect and like kind of know when these thoughts come up. That's perfect because that's mm. what you should be doing right and then yeah when we came down here man the first couple of sessions i was like why am i even doing this you know what i mean let me just go back to, to school mm. it'll be all right yeah go get a good job yep. you know just settle nice life in montreal little city or mm. keep getting my ass kicked do something yeah man keep getting my ass kicked. Doing it. have jake shields body lock me oh, dude first time I, I I've, been, jake shields, I've been staying man. away from jake <laughs> I don't. I don't need that. I don't blame you. I don't need same that. here. Same here. It's like a little too heavy for me. Like for my knee, especially I saw now. Saw him and Doug go out this morning. It was like two bulls. Fucking yo, yeah, especially Doug. Doug, man. Doug's a, Doug's a dog's a myth, man. He's yeah. People he who is. come and visit him. He's like him a shark that just mur- walks around. It's like makes his way around the mat. People like looking the other way, trying to not get eye contact. Nobody with knows him. who Doug is. I know. People come from out town, out of town, and yeah. then Doug will see it. He'll see. He'll be looking at you. And then he'll grab you. Let's roll. Yeah. Oh no, man, you're in a for a bad one. Especially seven thirty in the morning session. Hey. That was my first uh, introduction to Doug. Doug Plankovic, for those listening, he he owns Bronx Martial Arts and Bayside. Yeah. Bayside um, Martial Arts, and he, uh, even though he is a absolute fucking killer, he's like the nicest guy ever. He's such a good guy. Dude, he's a, he's a really really good. Like guy, he'll do anything he can to help you. That guy went out of his way twice for me. I remember yep. once I did a stupid thing. I had a cut on on my foot. And oh, I put a, no. I put a uh, I put a bandaid on it overnight. Overnight, man. That thing wasn't breathing at all. <laughs> I wake up the next day and I feel like a bruise on in, the, in my shin. Yeah. Like, that's ah, a bruise, whatever. Dude, it kept Welcome getting worse and worse. Town. Welcome to Staff Town, population man. Population you. Yeah, population yeah. me and Doug. <laughs> Dude, Doug drove me from here, like, oh, really? the Bronx. Hooked me up with, like, antibiotics. Dropped oh, wow. me back where I was staying. That guy Such will, a good guy. That guy will go out of his way to yes. help you. You know what I mean? That's how nice he is, man. I went and... Um I went and trained at his academy on Monday night because, yeah. you know, I love Doug and I wanted to make sure that I, I went up there and saw him. Yeah. And um, then who was teaching. So I catch the train to the Bronx, which is like a solid hour trip. Dude, that, that train ride. You you probably saw some people dancing. There was some... I got to a point where all the other people hopped off and I looked around. It was like a rap video and I thought I was going to get shot by somebody. Yeah, man. And um, It's an experience. It's an experience. I'm like, okay, so this is how it ends, you know. I hop yeah. off the train. I walk the mile or so to the gym that's it we train i survive and then uh we finish at like 11 o'clock and doug and i've been chatting we finish and then um he goes man i can't have you catch a train home this time i said no just uh, don't worry about it man it's fine so he gets on his phone i'm thinking he's checking the timetable next thing this uber turns up doug sends me in an uber back to manhattan (laughs) refuse to take any money like jess who does that for people who does that for people that goes to show my... Yeah, like, honestly, I don't think I'd guy. ever meet anybody like this outside jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Outside jiu-jitsu yeah. community, I don't... I mean, I'm not 
looking to talk shit about people not doing jiu-jitsu or anything. Mm. But the community is so tight. Mm. You can travel anywhere, man. It breeds a humility. I think because of the nature of what we do, it breeds a certain amount of humility. There's not this posturing because we don't need to posture. We just fucking basically went to battle before and you fucking smashed me. 100%. I don't need to posture with you. There's none of that bullshit. You know? The mats don't lie, man. Yeah, that's the beauty about it. Like, and yeah. if you compare it to another sport, we're fighting every day, and then there's no lying. Mm. You're gonna roll, and then after we rolled, it's like you forget. Like, it doesn't matter who did what to who. Yeah, the truth is there. There's no ego. It's it's perfect. You but know? I think particularly as males, we need to have that outlet, that physical outlet. Yeah, like not too long ago. A couple of thousand years ago, we would have had to fight other people to keep our fucking family alive. Yeah. We would have had to go and hunt food. So we would have had all these physical outlets. Yeah. Nowadays, we've got such a fucking cruise. We can go down to the deli. We can buy a fucking drink. We can get... Like, you literally don't have... You don't have to fight some guy that's going to come and get your family. So there's some people living in society who aren't getting that physical outlet. It's too easy. And they turn into fucking assholes. Yeah. They've still got all that male testosterone and all that shit, all that all that uh, shit we had before, yeah. but there's no outlet. And I find jiu-jitsu, even though we're not actually punching each other in the face, it seems to qu- uh, yeah. um, quench that thirst. Yeah. I really believe that. Like, man, I was rolling with that guy last round today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was scrambling like a madman. Bro, we were going... like yeah. it's If you look at it and you see these two guys, it's like they hate each other. Oh, yeah. this guy's one of my best buddies here mm. in New York, man. Mm. As soon as we're done rolling, it's like, dude, mm. resp- thank you for giving me a yeah. hard round. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's just people need that, man. People need a bit of fighting. Remember, and I think, yeah. um, I think for everybody, and that, even that's why I see it at the academy, right? I've got middle-aged men that turn up and they're a bit out of shape, and they do a jiu-jitsu class, and they've just got this glow. They're like, "Oh, that was that was the fucking best yeah, thing ever!" Like, yeah. how many you would have experienced a tri-star guys come in and they're like, "Oh, fuck, where's this been? I wish I started this earlier." Yeah. There's there's something magical that happens there. Hundred percent, man. I had my first class, uh, first jiu-jitsu class. It was uh, David Loiseau teaching. It was the first U- French Canadian. Oh, David Loiseau, yeah. yeah, yeah. He taught us butterfly sweeps. Dude, yeah. I had no idea. First class, I'm just rolling, and then it was like a. It was like a um, all levels class, so yeah. I had I was partnered up with a pretty good guy. Got choked. Didn't <laughs> matter, man. It was good. It was good. It kills your ego, man. It kills mm-hmm. it slowly but surely. Mm. So yeah, man. So you're um, so so then you moved to New York. You're training full time. How long has that been happening for now? It's been a few years now, right? So first, so before the surgery, my my way of of doing things in new york was try to like do things as cheap as possible and to compromise like i'm not saying that comfort isn't important especially like for athletes you recover so i was trying to like crash on couches because you're a gangster i'm a pussy look at this hotel room he's being this nice (laughs) (laughs) so i was staying like on couches crashing at nikki's crashing here crashing there yep so i was doing it that way not really thinking a little bit like longer term but since the surgery, like, I'm trying to do things a little differently. Like, I'm trying to, you know, instead, of, okay, New York is expensive, but try to, like, find ways to earn more. Mm-hmm. You know, like, try mm-hmm. to use jiu-jitsu to, you know, like... To actually support you properly. Yeah, support you properly. Yeah. And then I think after a certain while when you, when you like, I don't know, you you won a couple of competitions, you know, when you're, you learn, you learn from the right people, mm-hmm. you have a good level and you can give that to people with that need to learn that, that kind of technique so like when I leave New York and I go somewhere else and they see the levels lower I'm like okay man you can go get these guys as good you can level them up mm, that's when, exciting mm, 
that's yeah. w- that's what I'm starting to try to do to mm-hmm. be able to stay in New York longer. Yeah. Okay. So, so like things like seminars, things like seminars, and and is that the plan? Seminars is a way. Yep. But I think not. It's it's a good. It's a great way. Seminars. Mm. I think. But ways where you can set if you, up. If you go teach somewhere then you're not getting trained into Henzo's, you know? Mm-hmm. So then you're losing that sort of, um, mm. you know, that daily constant grind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the way the way I'm trying to do it is I'm trying to set up like uh, a way where you can make money without necessarily having to be in a place. Okay. So like through sponsorship. Yep. For example, sponsors, mm-hmm. they will love to help you. Mm-hmm. And then the thing with sponsors though, you can't just ask for things from sponsors, right? You gotta you gotta show them that they can benefit from having you on board as well, mm-hmm. right? And you need at your level, you need monetary ones. Like well, I was only talking to Isaac about this yesterday. Yeah, a sponsor's no good to you. That goes, oh, here you go, Tarza. Here's a free rash guard. You're like, man, I don't need a fucking rash guard. I need to pay my rent. Yeah, like that's the thing. You actually need like realistically monetary type. So how do you, you make know? it a win-win for them? Mm, that's right. You got to like, how do they get their return on investment? Is yeah, you got to try and explain exactly. them. Exactly. Right? You got to find a way to like make a win-win. So. Mm-hmm. What happened with me, I got really lucky. I was with uh, Scramble, Mm -hmm. and then they've been supporting me since 2016. It's awesome. They make really nice gear. They make nice gear, but they're also... I mean, like for their athletes, they'll take care of the the athlete very well. well. They're they're big enough to be able to do that, I suppose. Mm -hmm. They've been around for 10 years, so they're doing something right. Yeah. And then I like the fact that they were a bit, I wouldn't say tight, Mm-hmm. But they weren't like, oh, here, have all this. Yep. Here, ha- have all this money and do your thing just so we can have you. Mm-hmm. Because what that does, that makes things easier for you, mm-hmm. right? So kind of like people not having a physical outlet, like to, to like just have all that energy in. <clears throat> if somebody gives it to you very easily, you won't have to do any thinking. And then that yep. makes it boring. Yep. And then you see a lot of high-level athletes just switch from company to company. There's no real loyalty. No. And there's no real growth if you think about it. Yep. Cause it is so. What what I got lucky with? I'm trying to do is I'm trying to like have a partnership with my sponsors instead of just like a deal. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to. That's awesome, man. And that makes like, you very valuable, a very valuable valuable commodity to them mm-hmm. because you know your contract finishes with them in six months. They know you're not just going to be popping to the next dude that pays another five dollars. Yeah, that's that, that means a lot. I think. Yeah, mm. I think that's good. And for me also, because I, I come from a place where the level of jiu-jitsu is a little bit lower mm-hmm. than New York. Well, a little bit lower. I mean, everywhere is. Everywhere, everywhere is a little bit lower. So that's the thing. Like, I invest in myself by coming and learning here. Mm-hmm. And then I can go around yep. my, like, Canada, for example. Yep. yep. Go around, level everybody up. Yep. And then use, like, I don't know, selling gear as a way to invite them to support. Mm-hmm. So this is a way I think athletes can kind of mm-hmm. start finding ways to make money. Yep. Mix it between learning and then giving back. So before we forget, do you have like a promo code or something like that you use um, if people are buying stuff from Scramble? Oh, definitely. From you? They, they can use my, my family name, 15. So Taza 15. Yep. No capital letters. Definitely yep. support. So if, T- if, T-A-Z-A. T-A-Z-A 15. Yep. And then for, for me, that's kind of when I was, when I got hurt after I was sitting in bed, like post-op first week, I was like, okay, if I can't, if this will never heal, mm. what am I going to do with my jiu-jitsu? And then there's sponsors here and there. So I think the finding a good way to follow up from jiu-jitsu to the business aspect of it, teaching mm-hmm. or like through, you know, gear, through 
you know, things that people need when they're training. Yep. I don't like soap. It's a big enough community now. Yeah. Where if, if you've got the respect of the community, all yeah. that stuff will, will fall People will support you yep. if it's win-win. You know, you're yep. helping them, they're helping you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way. Instead of feeling entitled to having somebody just hand you money, yep. just find a way to help them. Mm. They'll help you. Mm. So I think for athletes looking to, you know, make a bit of money with jiu-jitsu, I think it'd be a good way to, to think outside outside the box. You know yeah. what I mean? Because seminars are great. I find seminars are excellent. Mm-hmm. But you see somebody once and then you can't really monitor their progress. Yeah. Whereas if you have people, a certain set of people in an area you're targeting, mm-hmm. you can see them on the regular. Yep. You can help them get better. You can help them get exposure. They can come and train here and they kind of you can kind of gu- guide them. Here's a place where you can stay. Yep. Here's who you train with. He, guys here, meet my friend from here. So you can kind of help others yeah, do what you're a, doing. You become a conduit for, for people to... Yeah, yeah so I, th- I think that's a good way for, yep. for jiu-jitsu guys, anybody listening that wants to, yep. you know... But it's not... I, I want to also preface that with it's not easy. You have to do the fucking hard yards that you've done. You've put, yeah. This this last fortnight of training that I've done is what you guys are doing every day. Mm. And that's not easy. It's it's mm. it's legitimately a full-time professional job. Yeah. Um, if you like it though. Yeah. No, but the, uh, uh, we don't even have to justify whether you like it or not, but it still doesn't take away from... Um, mm. I think people try to dep- depreciate it yeah. by saying, oh, yeah, but it's something you love, you know. Mm. You're like, no, but it's still hard work, man. It's still, it is, it, it takes is. a lot of brain power. It takes a lot. You know, I'm physically putting my body on the line as well. Yeah. Um, and, and coming back to that, so we didn't talk about it, but you've talked about the injury a few times. Was it What what exactly happened? Was it ACL? For ACL, full tear. Yeah, it was a lot, of, it was a lot yeah. of, you know, sitting around after training instead of, you know, yeah. cooling down. It was not enough rehab. It was hard training. It was volume way too high yep so for me after after the surgery was about what, what a, happened exactly what caused that were you in the training i was room? rolling with rao and then he had a he had fucking a re- jason rao fucking jason rao fuck you jason. <laughs> no i'm just kidding it wasn't his fault man it okay. was me trying to trying to turn spin out of something mm-hmm. on slippery mats mm-hmm. going hard it, and it's not like it's that one thing that tore my sail it's repetition yeah okay if you're getting injured you're tearing something yeah chances are there's already damage. It's a lot of things. It's yeah. like you pull on something once, twice, a hundred, two hundred times. Eventually, it's gonna yeah. tear. Especially if you don't have this, like the support around, like yeah. a strong glutes, strong hamstrings, strong. I mean, you got pretty thick muscular legs. Was it not the case before? It was not, man. Uh, okay, I had right. chicken legs before. Gotcha. I swear to God, I had yeah. chicken legs, man. I yeah, mean, okay. when I was playing soccer, yes, my legs were strong. Yeah. But then yeah. jujitsu, yeah, yeah, you don't. The no, thing is, with a lot thick. of a lot of jujitsu athletes, you see, they don't treat it like like. Like, like professional like athletes, yeah. yeah. Like, no. You got to do that, man. Yeah. So that's the thing for me. The 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 good adjustment that I made after surgery, conditioning, yep. finding ways to you know not have to kill myself physically, to be able to you know stay here in New York and train, mm-hmm. building things so that like I can do it for longer. Yep. And then just enjoy it more, you know, make it more so, enjoyable. So was it a patella? Do they use a patella tendon or do they use your hammy? Hamstring. Looks like they use your hammy. Yeah. Hamstring. Yeah. Yep. So how's the hammy feel now? Doesn't feel tight. A lot of people complain of feeling like a tightness in that spot. I mean, it it gets a bit tight. The other leg for me is still getting a bit tight. So it's a lot of band work. Yep. Supple Leopard, by the way. Very yeah. good book. Uh, Kelly Starlet. Is that his name? I don't remember his family name. S- becoming a Supple Leopard. For yes. us, talks about it. For us, is really big George on it. George yeah. is a huge on it. Mm-hmm. George did his rehab. The yep. s- I think it was the second or the first. Eh, whatever it is, he did his rehab. And then man, he fought after eight months. Yep. 
So really good book. I highly recommend for jiu-jitsu athletes to uh, get a hold of it. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's, um, it's a good book to detect symptoms like when they first come up and then ways to just, you know, tweak things, mobilize the joint, loosen up the muscles around, having a better understanding of what's happening to your body. Mm-hmm. I think that's important as an athlete. Because not only that, if you can do it to yourself, then you can help other people not yeah. get injured, prevent. And this is a part of it. We were only talking about this yesterday. This yeah. is a part of the... Um, industry that guys aren't quite getting mm. at the moment you know everyone sits around class starts maybe there's a warm up maybe there's not Yeah, you know you do some drilling you start to wrestle you go balls to the wall you kill each other then you sit around and chat a bit more then you're going to have a shower and you're like wait a sec where in here do we fit any type of you know prop, proper sort of pre you know pre warm up and, and um you know, work and then the post training stuff. Like it's just like we get out of the box, we fucking run it to the walls of the wall, and then we just put it back in the box again. And I don't. Over time, you can't do that. And then some of the guys are going to do that again, man. You you're yep. ramping up, you're yep. redlining your body. Yep. You stop, you do it again. You sit, you go, you commute, you mm-hmm. do this, you do mm-hmm. that. Uh, on the long run, it'll, it'll, they'll definitely people who who don't get in the game and start taking care of, of their bodies are are gonna feel it unfortunately well i feel like they can get away with it while you're still young yeah so i'm i'm 34 now right Mm -hmm. i still think of myself as being 20 it's funny how you like as you get you're probably finding it too like you get older but you keep thinking you haven't really changed from like yeah so i'm 34 now right and and i still feel good i feel great like for a 34 year old i'm in in good shape but um (laughs) I definitely noticed like this hard training, like I'm, you know, my hips or my back. So there's just little things. And um, I haven't been able to do the recovery I like to do back at home okay. since I've been here. So yeah. I'm a, I think I talked to you about it. I'm a really big, big um, pusher of the sauna. Yeah. Like the sauna, I think I sauna every night at training once I'm finished. Yeah. Um, I, I make it as a religious thing. I just, I won't go home without doing it. Even though it's extra time, I could just go home. Yeah. It's, I can get up the next day and feel good, right? Here, 100%. I haven't been able to get a sauna, right? And I'm just, I'm just noticing those little things start to add up. And I feel like I no. see these guys, the best in the world, they're getting the best tuition, they're training their asses off, but they're maybe, maybe, I mean, it's not for me to say, but maybe they're missing that kind of keeping their bodies um, going right, you know? It's important. I mean, for me, it was, it was the case. And until I got hurt, that's when I kind of learned the lesson. Well, I see you're the only guy in the room that I see doing stuff. Yeah, yeah man, no, and that's no. not a shot at the other boys at all. They're all phenomenal athletes. Mm. But I just have I I, <clears throat> I I do believe that this stuff has value in it. Does man? It does. Hundred yeah. percent. Warming up, activating your muscles, yep. loosening up the joints, mm-hmm. working some some balance, some proprioception, warming up before, yep. cooling down after. Very important, in my opinion, makes a big difference. I mean, maybe I'm doing it now because my legs are super still sensitive and still healing and everything, but... You'll continue to do it. I would love to continue to do it, yep. and I think it's better if I continue to do it. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think it has to be a chore. It doesn't have to take... Like, um, mm-hmm. I bought... Uh, I've got the Theragun over there. Have a go at that before you leave. Check. Um, I've got the Theragun. I bought it for the gym, and um, everyone... Yeah, this thing looks sick. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, man, before class... I sit down and even if I've got five minutes before I start teaching, mm. I hit through my ITB, I hit my hips, I hit my hip flexors and I can walk out and I feel I feel like my muscles got woken up and I yeah. feel a lot better when I get rolling. I don't feel like I'm as tight and then afterwards I hit it harder and I can work more deep tissue. I stretch mm-hmm. a little, I sauna. Just yeah. that little bit of difference, man. Yeah, yeah. And I see like a lot of... Um, some of the guys here in the team, the common common injuries I see like Gordon, LCL. 
mm. meniscus. Damien, I think I he think, hit his. You know what? I think Gordon's was like a freak thing with that huge, huge jowl. But yeah. but like you're saying, maybe it was because of the uh, accumulation kind of beating yeah. his body up that, that body it happened. Up. I think, mm, especially for jujitsu guys, like muscle activation can be very useful mm-hmm. before, like glutes, your VMOs, your hammies, your your groin. Hip flexors, man. Like, my hip flexors are so tight. Like, hip you flexors. think about everything we're doing in guard yeah. is bringing our knee to our che- or our femur towards our body. That's hip flexor. Yeah. It's yeah, quads yeah. and hip flexor. Yeah. Yeah. I find like quads and hip flexors get under mm. underappreciated as far mm. as giving them stretching and work. So, you'd have to, you'd have to use like the opposing movement to kind of lengthen that hip flexor, mm-hmm. loosen it up, like bridging. Like that lunge position. Lunge position, yeah. single leg deadlifts, mm-hmm. stability and power at the same time. Those are things that physio had me do and mm-hmm. I still do before yep. or after. Yep. Those are all great things that uh, you can do. And then, man, if there are injuries, get it checked. Mm. Go see go see a physio. Go get it checked, yeah, man. Sure. Monitor that because you, you can't just oh, let it heal and then train again and hurt it again. Some guys pop their knees once. What happened? I don't know. Well, yeah. Find out, man. Go get a scan. The first thing I say to guys, they'll go... Oh, my knee popped or something, and I say, "Look, see how it is tomorrow. Yeah. If it doesn't feel right, go get a scan straight away. Yeah. Don't, don't sit around for a fortnight. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, I'll go get it. Go get a scan straight away. Go and go and tell your doctor I need yeah. an MRI. Get an actual, you know, proper dude to have a look yeah. at it, and then we know where we're at. Yeah, They'll yeah. say it's nothing or it's something. Hundred percent. And then, hey, hey, man, if if you can't get an MRI, you live in a place where it's hard. See somebody, see a physio. Physios yep. can help, man. Yep. Physios can help. And then the thing that I like about physiotherapy, it's not like they're gonna just crack you and then tweak you and put you back into place. They're gonna go back to the like the 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 core problem, like mm. the the compensation here and there, strengthen, loosen, move around. Well, this they're, and pro- that. they're proper. Um, I think, I think maybe where you were angling there, and I, I think I agree with where you're going. Um, I hear some of the people telling me they're going to chiropractors. I don't think that's a good idea personally. I don't mm. know what your views are there. I've never been to no. a chiropractor. Look, I, I just think I think that people are better off going to physios. But I think to the untrained guy who's just training, they don't really know. And they're like, oh, well, chiropractor, they must. They fix bones and stuff. Yeah. But I'm telling you people, go to a good physio that's actually dealing with, yeah. with athletes. Keep that's, that physio. Because the yeah. thing is, like for me, for my rehab, I could have I could have switched from physio to another, but the thing is they don't know your body as well. Yep. You see somebody and you make it like a weekly, mm-hmm. bi-weekly, monthly check even. It doesn't matter, but you'll have somebody at least following you through your little problems. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And then guess what? Jiu-Jitsu, everybody's banged up. Yeah. So for me, what happened, I brought in one guy with me. Next week, I brought another guy. And the week after, I brought that. Next thing you know, that physio place is like, bro, you can come and get your. Yeah, he's you happy can, with you. Yeah. You can get your therapy for free. Mm-hmm. Done, and then mm. boom, you're bringing in guys for him, and then everybody's happy. Yeah. But I do believe like this is something people should take a little bit more seriously, mm. because, like, you can lose a year of training yep. just by just by you know neglecting little things that you can that will add up. Mm. Right? So I think. I think people need to have a lacrosse ball or some equivalent. That mm. ball you've got is a larger one. That thing's really good. Yeah, that, for that was, the hamstrings. Yeah, yeah that, it gets that was, in that deep. Was very nice. Yeah. Um, uh, Shoulders I've got, too. I've got a hockey ball I'm using at the moment, but any ball that's slippery is not as good. You need one that can kind of bite so you can actually keep it in place. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of. This, um, it's a yeah. little investment, man. A little yeah. investment of what, 20, 30 bucks? No, not even. Yeah. Um, I think that I think the, the bands um, the floss you had was interesting I haven't actually used that yet but yep. uh, yeah floss and this is all this is this is all things obviously the physio talked to me about but mm. then 
he also recommend. It's crazy for us recommends it. Then my physio recommends the book as yep. well. Yeah. The the supple leopard, just a great book for athletes, man. Mm. If it's a bible for athletes, if you're a serious athlete listening to this, get that book. I, I want to say it's Kelly Starlet is his name, but mm. I, I might be wrong. I haven't actually read the book, but I've heard Rogan talk about it. I think. He may have even had him on his podcast, I want to say. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That guy's legit. Yeah. That guy's legit. And then it's not like a book you have to sit down and read, man. Yep. It's a manual. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the first two, three chapters, you it's it's like a general general explanation, terminology. He's going to explain to you what he means by certain terms. Yep. So when you go to like, I don't know, oh, my shoulder's a bit out of place. It's tight. It's clicking. You go... Open the book. Oh, shoulder page three hundred. Whatever yeah. you go page three hundred. Whatever he has a bunch of things for you to yes. use with bands, with balls, without the ball. If you have nothing, mm-hmm. you can do something with a friend where he can step on this. Whatever. Yep. And then just just little tweaks here and there that could help. Hanging from a bar, I find that does wonders for shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. We talked about this yesterday. I think yeah. just hanging, hanging for as long as you can, a couple times a day. Mm. I think. Especially every, everything we do in jiu-jitsu, all the postures that we have, yeah. I actually feel they kind of cause us to get this sort of encroachment forward of our shoulders. Mm. You know, like like if we're in positions with our arms off our body, like mm. like I'm had it holding my arms out by my side, that's not ideal for jiu-jitsu. You know, no. you're going to get hammered doing that. So everything's yeah. about elbows in and all this. But yeah. then like it breeds this kind of tightness. Like I find that my biceps and everything's kind of short and yeah. you've got to stay on top of that. But um, we could talk all day on that. What about, uh, I'd like to talk... Um, about the upcoming ADCC finals because you've got a um, you've yeah, got a, you've got an invitation is that correct? I got very lucky, very that's, grateful to get an invitation that awesome, I won man. Yes. Like, and then the thing is, when I got it, the invitation it was five month post op, so I was I couldn't train jujitsu. Yeah, four four and a half or five thing but anyways it was you can't say no to i wasn't gonna turn that down was man. that mode no you up he sent your email and yes they hit me up i got the email one day and then man it was like i was very 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 happy when i saw it then mm-hmm. the back of my mind i was like are okay. there people who deserve it more than me right now yes but i mean am i gonna turn this down Am I gonna? That's very big of you to think like that. Let That's, this, yeah. let this slip up. Yeah. Because some guys did trials. Some guys did really well. Some yep. guys have been more active than me in yep. the scene. Yeah. Definitely, man. Like I'm not gonna lie to myself and be like, oh no, no, I'm the, I should yep. be the first one. No, definitely, some guys probably deserved yep. it more than me, but I wasn't gonna turn it down. But that email was sitting in your inbox. Yeah. Exactly. So. And you've been working like this. That wasn't given to you for no reason. That you've been you've been staying busy. You've been on Polaris prior to that. Um, yeah, yeah. You've been doing lots. You beat. Uh, the great Australian grappler Lachlan Giles. You guys man, had a great. You guys guy got had a good match. That guy was tough, man. Yeah, that he's legitimately tough. good. Yeah, tough, tough, tough. tough yeah, he's tough as hell, man. Yeah, you get was, training with him sometimes? Nah, see, he's in Melbourne, mate. So he's tough. in he's in Melbourne at Absolute. I'm in Sydney, and I literally I run my gym full time. So six days a week, I'm teaching. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult for me to get away like I have here to, to come here. Okay, I can kind of do that every year and a half, two years because there's that. Everyone appreciates. Well, is there an investment that's been happening in, in, Damn, in our overall? We're gonna see you in two years. I'm gonna try to get here earlier, man. But oh, man. I tell you, I'd be here every day. But I, it's, maybe we can. You come to, next time I see you. Come to me. Come down, yeah. We'll we'll get you out to Australia. That'd be sick, man. Get some training in with Lachlan too. Yeah, we'll, we'll kind of all, we'll, we'll organize like an Australian tour. Yeah, sick. Um, be I'll be sick. bringing Jason Rao out because Jason's like I look at Jason as like my my coach as much Dude, as my other for coach. for sure, it's that, good. You guys have um, very similar games. Yeah, very very, very similar games. Yeah. You guys have 
the same feel too. I've got the poor man's version. You know, you know. Uh, I often say it's like I'm like a pair of like Chinese ten dollar headphones from the service station, and he's like a pair of Bose. Uh, the Bose. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we're both headphones. But I do appreciate that. I've got had a few people say to me, oh, "It feels a bit like Jason Round." I'm like, yeah. "Oh, thank you. That's that's definitely a compliment." It's good, man. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. But anyway, uh, that, that 77. This next ADCC is going to be fucking huge. Yeah. It's in California. Yeah. I think at the show, like the production, I think they're talking about doing big stuff production. Wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's getting more and more popular, and um, it's good, man. It to be part of that must be exciting. It's gonna be good for submission grappling, definitely. It's gonna be good for the sport. Yeah, coverage gonna be sick. California, it's in a big city. State's gonna Perfect. like the the venue's gonna be filled, so yeah. it's all very good stuff for the sport, man. And I think you've got a good style for ADCC. Yeah. So you're not just a um, you know, let's say like my style is work off my back and try to submit guys. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible style for mm-hmm. ADCC. Like we've shown, we, we've been shown that that style is not what is winning gold medals at ADCC. What's winning gold medals is guys who can sweep well and stay on top, yeah. guys that can pass well, guys that can number one is guys that can take down. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't, we haven't done a lot of takedown stuff, and obviously with your knee, like, um, how are you feeling as far as like takedowns are obviously the, the key to winning ADCC. So, yes, hundred yeah. percent. So what I've been trying to do without giving away too much to your opponents, you know. No, no. That I mean yeah. even even if even if I kind of explain what I'm doing, like I, the, a lot of people, especially your opponents, will know what you're doing, mm-hmm. but you still got to be able to land it, right? You know, Lucas Lepre's going to try to knee cut. Yep, we know it. He's still going to hit it because mm-hmm. he's got his ways, his setups, his dilemmas. Yep. We know X person's going to do that. We know this guy's going to try to whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You, for me now, the thing is, is to, is to be, a, obviously think, like be as careful as possible. But mm-hmm. still, like every week, I'm ramping I saw you it scramble up. hard today. Today yeah. was a good test of your knee. It was good. And then like from guard coming up to a single. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. From, from bottom, like off balancing, pushing left, right. And then yep. that's that's how you're going to score on people in ADCC. It's not going to be one move. It's going to be one, two, three, four. Oh, he, that hand hit the mat. Boom. Go. Mm. Sweep. Mm. Scramble. Get to the back. Yes. And then, yeah, man, you gotta connect. You gotta connect a lot of a lot of good things together. Like yeah. we, we see, saw like last ADCC body lock passing was very high. Like a lot of people were hitting body lock passing mm-hmm. to the back. I mean, Gordon exclusively works on that now. He's very, very, yeah, very yeah. good at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, see Nikki doing a lot of that too. A lot of that. So that's the thing. It's, it's yeah. kind of seeing, kind of choosing the skills that I wanna that I wanna mm-hmm. really get good at. Yep. And then that's what I'm gonna be working on, man. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Try who, to who else from Henzo's is in that bracket? There's Nikki. Oh, Nikki got pumped up, didn't he? That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So if, that'll mean you two are going to be put together in the second round. Yep. Second round. That's basically how it's going to go, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I'm rolling with him every day, man. Yeah. So yep. it's yep. whatever. Wh- yep. Whoever is better that day will win. It doesn't... Are, doesn't... You, are you guys... Um, you know, Danaher is the ultimate tactician. Do you think he's studying all your opponents for you guys and he's chatting to you guys look if you're coming in like he, do you think he's already got a bit of a plan or it's too far out to to know those brackets are going to stay the same um, like you know he's got a lot of you guys in different divisions too I don't know whether he can study all but he, knowing Danaher he probably has but he the thing with, with John is very good is that he'll see like high percentage moves yeah that are being hit in that competition what are they Mm-hmm. What takedowns are working very well in yep. that skill set, and then we'll develop these skills, mm-hmm. and then we each have different styles, so we'll kind of connect expand, our game to what he's te- what that. he's showing. Yeah, right? 
yep. doing a lot of single leg. How are you getting yeah. to the single leg? Some mm-hmm. guys want to do it off mm-hmm. uh, X transition, X move from from standing. He'll we'll get the certain takedown. But we each have our own setups. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. kind of sk- same skills. But with your own touch, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So it's good. Oh, it's beautiful to see it all get put together. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. And then so. you have many guys to for for resources. You have you can ask questions to Gordon. You can mm-hmm. ask questions to Jason. You can ask mm-hmm. Craig when he comes down. Yes. You can ask Craig. Yep. So it's like resources. It's not what we're missing. Mm-hmm. But then it's mm-hmm. you know training, putting in the work, and then seeing staying how you can, safe. That's a big thing. Staying safe and getting to that comp without. Yeah. Yeah, no. for me, like right now, if two year, like two years ago when I didn't have that problem with spring for ADCC, I was already going crazy, balls to the wall, yeah. training twice, a, three times a day, doing. You burn out, dude. I didn't do any conditioning for last ADCC. I didn't do a single squat, not mm. one. Mm. Not, not a good thing necessarily. I mean, it's not like I was weak or anything. It's just it gives you an extra. So extra. last ADCC, I forget, I forget those finals. Um, you were in 77? Yep. Did you win the trials or you got an invite? What was the story I there? won the trials. Dude. I did four trials. The the Is there North American trial? Like, is there, sorry, is there trials in, in Canada or all, they're we, part of the North American North trials? North American. I did both North American trials. East Coast, West Coast? First one, I lost to Munch in the finals. Yep. Second one, I lost to Satava. Finally, two Marcelo guys in the semis. Yep. Or, no, damn it, I lost to AJ, dude. Oh, AJ oh. by two, dude. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard a good thing about AJ. Uh, he's, uh, he's a cool guy outside jiu-jitsu. Is he? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. J- Jason Rao hasn't got a bad word to say about anyone, but he didn't have overly nice things to say about AJ. <laughs> Whatever, man. Some people are, are uh, different opinions, right? Yeah. But, so, yeah, and I did the two two European trials. Um and then the last trial, man, I won it. Oh, you did the European trials? I did, yeah, man. Oh, not the North American trials? I did both. Oh, you can do both, I did you? four. Yeah, if you have two passports, you can do oh, both. Oh, well, anybody, that's good. Anybody out there with one passport, work on getting a second one, you can get four trials in. Nice, nice, mm-hmm. nice. Well, you know what they should do is do the Oceania trials because they're much, much smaller brackets. Like, yeah. um, like Jay, Jay for the North American brackets this, this year had like, he had to have six matches to get like the th- his sixth match was the final. Like, it was ridiculous. It was seventy or eighty people in the yeah, it's division. It's crazy. crazy. But you want that, man. You want these like tough brackets. A good preparation. Good, oh, good experience. Man. And if you do good, if you do good in trials, man, you those guys are gonna remember they you. Pay no, yeah. They know. They know. Yeah. They know. Oh, this guy's good. This yeah. and that. They know. X person is on like the the reserve list. Somebody mm. gets injured. Boom. Yeah. Throw him in there. I think that's the position that Jason's in as well. I think he's mm-hmm. in that spot where if someone gets hurt, Jason probably... for sure, hundred percent, a hundred percent. Jason's in there. Somebody gets hurt. Yeah, I don't know where, I don't know when, but I'd have no doubt in my mind that Jason's in there, man. Mm. For and sure. now, do you guys all compete when you walk out there? Are you effectively a Henzo Gracie athlete, or for you to be, you know, at a TriStar? How does that um Henzo TriStar both? Yeah, okay. They're kind of the same. Uh, yeah, they're kind of the same. Yeah, put it, put put. Usually, I put both Henzo. Yep. Enzo and TriStar, still kind of the same for me, honestly. Man, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. But, man, like, a guy like Jason, it would be a shame that he, like, to not have him do ADCC at least once. I agree. I totally agree. People need to, like, I want to see him in that rule set how he will do. You know what mm. I mean? Well, he, I, I look at him a bit like when Craig came in that uh, 2017 and just wrecked house and, and beat guys that, People were like, who the fuck's this Australian? He just snapped Hamelo Burrell's leg and then he... Uh, was it Burrell? Leandro. Leandro Lowe's leg and then yeah. strangles him. Like People were like, what the fuck? Like, this make, and I think Jason would do the same type of thing. Like He would surprise yeah. people. Yeah, I think, I think the surprise effect is definitely huge in ADCC, man. Mm. A lot of like Eddie Bravo. Yeah. 
Yeah. Eddie Bravo, Craig. Well, I they, mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, Craig's excellent. He's yeah. great and he's beating a lot of people and he's doing very good. But that gave him definitely a good boost mm. doing good in that well, competition. Now people aren't underestimating him, but guys are taking him seriously. Yeah, I mean, the surprise yeah. effect is gone for yes, Craig. The Craig. Yeah, like those first couple of ABI things where he was subbing people in 10 seconds. Yeah. Guys are like just not. And it's, it's, yeah, it's funny how people not disrespect people, but. You know, they just, they must have thought they'll just go against this Australian bum, we'll just yeah. clean him out, and the next thing they're getting their legs snapped off. Yeah. I so think he, that's what happened with Leandro. He, he he wouldn't have even known what Craig's name was. Mm. Like, <laughs> I think also the thing is that you have uh, ADCC is a nice place where different styles meet. So yeah. you have like that GIBJJF yeah. positional, and then you have these guys that are attacking your legs. And, mm. and there's wrestlers. There's like some wrestlers. Wrestlers. In. You got MMA guys. Yeah. So it's different yeah. styles. It's really nice, man. It's it's a sick competition. Super excited. So so post ADCC, I know you're not looking ahead, but is there anything booked? Is there any super fights? Or after that, it'll be kind of let your body heal a bit? What's ADCC the- is, a, in terms of competition, it's probably going to slow down because I'm, I'm building, I'm trying to build, uh, like I said, I'm trying to build the uh, the brand in Canada. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to build submission only in Canada yep. um, through Scramble and Polaris. Yep. We're trying to expand yep. that to Canada. Cool. Um, so would, they gonna, do, would they do a show in Canada? Do you think? Yes, yes. No, no. It's it's a it's, oh, it's, a it's planned already. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the the, the very good thing about um, Canada is it's super close to the to the states. So yep. geographically, we're at an advantage. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be focusing on that. Yeah, the, nice. couple, the the month after, and then try to do that. And then at the same time, you know, stay Henzo, stay as good as I can. It's awesome. And then man. when opportunities pop up, compete, compete Fuck against yeah. the good guys. Twenty 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 will be big for you. 2020 will be huge man i want 2021 every year to be better and better obviously but i want to um i want to set myself in a way where like i can i can come down here and train and not Mm -hmm. have to worry about making money or anything yeah so build take a couple of months Mm -hmm. to build maybe be in the game but differently in a different different angle right which is still which is still very beneficial because like you know you're helping others so it's still yeah. s- still um, fulfilling right give the give the uh, a chance for the body to rest also yeah which is good mm-hmm. and it's just a d- different different challenge you know it's still still interesting though it's still related to something I love which is jujitsu yeah so that that's probably what I'm gonna be doing post ADCC the the month after. Awesome. And then, yeah, man, see how it goes. You know Fuck what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I'm pumped for you. Well, yeah. I feel like uh, I don't know the actual time because I've got my um, phone filming, but uh, I think we've, no. probably got a, we've probably got John Danaher waiting to um, He's waiting with teach that us stick, to man. strangle some people. Yeah, man. What about yeah. yes, yesterday? He um, he finished class. He laid down and had like a nap. He's kind of like a computer. Yeah. You just put it on snooze and it just, it just went off for a bit. Yeah, and yeah. And then like 15 minutes later, he kind of hops up. And there was two packages next to him in boxes. And I, and I said to someone... I bet there's knives in there. Yeah. Next thing he's out and he's got this fucking knife like slicing shit. This guy, <laughs> <He's got laughs> some... guy is so special, he's man. He's so good. Man, the personalities you meet in New York, oh, no. you will not meet anywhere it's else so in the good. world. It's so good. New, for, for any of its flaws, it's it's such an awesome place. It really New is. York? I, I, yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love yeah, it, man. Fantastic. I love it. There are obviously, there's a price to pay to everything. Obviously, yeah. it's busy. There's a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, there's a constant smell of um, pot and urine on the streets. Smell of freedom. Freedom. 
get America. Some. Boom. <laughs> yeah, sometimes garbage has to pile up somewhere. But yeah. man, look, a small city. How many people? How many things you get? Uh, no, it's an. I like. It's I like so this good. place, man. It's nice. It's nice. It's, it's good. So good. It's a big city, and then for for what we're doing, I think it's a great place to grow, man. I agree. I totally a very agree. good place to grow, and yeah. then people, even if even if you don't love it fully, you know, you're a bit uncomfortable. That's beneficial too. Oh man, it could be worse. It could be like some hick town in Alabama where John decided to set up, and we'd be in, we'd be out there like sitting around going, "What the fuck are we gonna do?" Because mm-hmm. we'd all be there. He's the one drawing us in. So yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Oh, wherever so, he goes, I'll follow. That's exactly right. Like it's not we're not coming here. Pe- people think yeah. People that don't know, they're like, "Oh, I go to New York to do jujitsu. Sure, yeah. You know, you're gonna go and go to Broadway. I'll go to all these things." I'm like, "No, no. It just happens to be in New York. If, yeah. if it was out in the fucking bayou of Louisiana, that's where I'd be." Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's it's all these you know crazy wild um, you know half Kiwi half American dude that we're following. And that's it's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, no, no. Um, so I... for people to follow you, what's your Instagram handle? So it's my family name, Taza Garami. So T A Z A Garami. 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 Like Ashi Garami, yeah, but yeah, with gotcha. my family name. Gotcha. People will find yeah. that. Link up, reach out. Yeah, Any Americans, questions? Americans say family name. So we say surname. Do you say surname back home in, in Montreal? Family name. Okay. So we, we say surname. So it's not a common thing here. Family name, not that we don't understand family name, but it, if we were filling a form at home, it would be surname. Surname, mm. Jack. Got there it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. If anybody wants to reach out, man, like a lot of people have been reaching out for uh, like uh, injuries. Yep. People that are getting injured. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, what do you do with this? What do you do with that? How are you feeling after X month? Yep. It's important, man, because it's it's something that like. Uh, if you talk to somebody who got in, uh, who didn't get injured about your injury, they might not understand. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's good. Like, I mean, people- that's the that's the fear of all of us to do jujitsu. Mm-hmm. You know, every time mm-hmm. we hop on that mat, I try not to think about it a lot. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of this. This sounds crazy. I don't know if you'll understand it. But I'm kind of at peace that eventually I'm going to have a catastrophic injury. <laughs> no, 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 knock on wood, it doesn't I, happen. I'm man. kind of like, I'm kind of, a, yeah, I'm not saying I want it to happen, but what I'm saying is if it happens, I'm like, look, I've done everything I can to stop it. Yeah. I'm doing this sport where we're literally trying to strangle and tear each other's joints mm-hmm. apart. If it happens, it happens and I'll fix it. That's kind of how, and I think you've done the right thing. You've just gone, fuck it, I'm going to fix mm-hmm. it. I'm yeah. Fix it. And most importantly, you've set yourself up in a way where even if you get hurt, your your life is not like gonna. Well, that's yeah. I'm lucky in that regard. I can still coach, you know, to coach, some degree, and still have um, some kind of income. You're yeah, settled. Yeah. So yeah, I encourage people to kind of keep that aspect in mind as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, don't get sure. flanked. Don't get, like over overly focus on one aspect of things. Mm-hmm, keep mm-hmm. other aspects in in mind, and then enjoy training. Stay safe. That's it, man. Fuck you, man. Thanks for talking Sweet. to us. You're no, a legend. My pleasure, my You're pleasure, man. Sweet. Thank yeah. you. Cool, man. Oh. Wrap it up. Boom.